This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Speaking to Chicks Talking Footy here, it's Motti with uh, Fee and we are lucky enough to have uh, with us Beck Miller from the Richmond Football Club. Let me give you a little bit about Beck before we launch into a chat. She didn't miss a game for Richmond across the first three AFLW seasons, racing to 25 games. Key defender who was in the All-Australian squad of 40 and then finished runner-up in the Tiger 2022 Best and Fairest Um but unfortunately had an injury interrupted season seven. But you've got a long way to go in the competition, Beck. So uh, welcome to Chicks Talking Footy. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Now, I hope I got all that right. You are a key defender? Uh, allegedly, yes, correct. <laughs> and part of the leadership group too? Yeah, it's just a great honour. Uh, last couple of seasons I've been in that group as voted by peers, so there's nothing more special than uh, yeah, having your teammates vote you in. And what's it like being one in that group, as you said, uh, wonderful having been voted in by your peers, but also to play under sort of almost an icon of the game in, in Katie Brennan? Yeah, there's definitely moments you realise, uh, you know, she's actually a superstar and quite a big icon of the game. Um, but to us, she's just a skipper and a friend off the field. So um, I've definitely learned a lot uh, knowing over the last five years. So... Her leadership is first class and the way she takes people under her wings and cares for her teammates, but also makes her coaches better um, and makes the club a better place as well. So, yeah, it's been um, awesome having front row seats to see what her leadership style is like and try and sort of take a few things from her and, you know, use it for my leadership style. That's great. And also not bad to see her crashing packs and taking big marks and <laughs> kicking goals and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad she's on my team, put it that way. There's also um, the legend Mon Conti on the leadership group with you. I, I watched um, her play against my team, the Hawks, and 35 touches during the game. She was just amazing. Um, she must be another leader that's great to work with. Yeah, and she's come a really long way because she's still so young. She's 22, I think. Wow. Um, and sometimes she forget just how young she is. So uh, she's definitely, I've seen her grow on off the field the last few years, which has been awesome. And um, yeah, we probably take her on-field superstar performances for granted because she just does that week in, week out. And um, yeah, every now and then we have to remind ourselves to actually say, you know, what incredible effort she does each week. Yeah, she's definitely a superstar. Um, also, you know, this season's been interesting with some of the locations that the games have been played at everywhere from out of Ipswich yeah. to uh, recently you played up in Cairns. What was it like playing under in that humidity up there? too bad i was definitely grateful we had the nighttime game uh that yes. was definitely appreciated from i think both sides uh <laughs> it was that 24 25 degrees and about 73 percent humidity so yeah it could have been a lot worse but you know i think round three when we played giants up in black town it was 34 degrees so that was that was a tough game at 2 p.m or 3 p.m in the afternoon but wow. cairns was actually really fun so uh we love traveling and love being together as a group yeah wonderful um so uh, we're celebrating the Pride Round at the moment and uh, what they've done is split it over two weeks where so that every team can play their Pride game at their home ground. Richmond yep. played their home game, uh, their Pride game last weekend. 
the result obviously wasn't a highlight for you of the game. But no, <laughs> no. But what about the Pride festivities? How did Richmond celebrate Pride at the at your home ground? Yeah, obviously there was a bit, there was a bit of a social media push um, from Richmond Footy Club in terms of the, the jersey I co-designed with fellow defender Libby Graham. Uh, I was I was sick last Thursday for our training session, but Libby got to speak to the group um, on a personal level in our in our meeting room and sort of explain the meaning and the why behind our designs, which was really cool. I was on Skype for that; that was fun. Um, but yeah, it was good. It was uh, yeah, a lot of fun, and this was obviously also a serious start at the same time. You know, representation is so important, and one of the biggest things Libby and I wanted to get across on this jersey. So uh, yeah, it's been. A long journey, actually. You know, we designed it in November, December. So to see it come to life is, is really cool. And just seeing people in the stands on Saturday night wearing our jersey was surreal, let me tell you. Now, um, Beck, then, what, what are the meanings behind some of the design aspects? I know um, you've got some fireworks on there and, and all yep. sorts. Just take us through sort of what was behind your design process. Yeah, so there's there's three main elements on the jersey, uh, which Libby and I had co-designed. The the sash is a rainbow sash and also has the trans flag as well. We wanted to incorporate that um, those colours into the rainbow colours. Uh, but the the sash is is uh, shaped as a path to represent self acceptance and growth that people within the pride community go on in terms of their own individual identity. But it can also talk about you know the growth of a footy club and a season and concepts like that. That's one one um, symbol. The other one, as you mentioned, is fireworks, and that's sort of to represent celebrate, which is a huge value internally at Richmond Footy Club. But again, you can also celebrate who you are um, from that perspective. And then the last concept, uh, mountain, sort of just behind the rainbow sash, and that represents the ups and downs of life uh, for the community, but also the ups and downs in a footy season at the same time. So there's three three strong elements which are related to the community, the pride community, but also a football community, which is, um, yeah, really cool, we think. Like you said, um, wonderful to see all sorts of people wearing them in the crowd. And, and I, imagine, yeah. um, I imagine running out to a day like that and, and Sunday will be the same. Um, there'll be so much more colour in in the crowd yeah. and, and flags and all sorts of rainbow stuff. That must be a, a really um, joyous feeling when you do that. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun and there's a lot of smiles and a lot of dials, that's for sure. But as I said, there's a bit of a serious side behind it. You know, that representation piece is such a such an important concept um, for the queer community and um, you can't be what you can't see. But, you know, I think the AFLW as a whole industry almost leads other Australian businesses in, in this space and how to celebrate the queer community and make them feel safe and accepted. Because I think sometimes as players, we can maybe take this safe, inclusive environment we have within the AFLW for granted. You know, there are other industries which aren't so fortunate. You know, my beautiful girlfriend works in the construction industry and some of the stories she comes home with, um, you know, sort of breaks my heart and, again, just reinforces how lucky I am to be in a working environment which wraps their arms around, you know, the queer community. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think you're right. The visibility is one of the real key values that the Pride game has, um, rep, you know, and representation. Uh, I, I remember 
I've got a, a son with a, my same-sex partner and um, seeing Erin Phillips, who's just announced her retirement. Uh, Quite off the press, yep. Yeah, seeing her kiss her wife at the best and fairest and have her twins on the field with the Premiership Cup, you know, it means a lot to see that on the footy field. And same with the Guernseys as well. Um, the other... The other value, I think, is the education that goes around these games. What what does a club do around education behind the scenes leading up to the Pride Round? Yeah, Richmond Footy Club is a pretty it's a pretty uh, good club at um, that inclusive space. We have uh, quite a few employees, you know, employed to, in the diversity and inclusion area. Um, they speak to the group in our preseason, in our induction week. Um, they also were a big part of. Um, the jersey design process as well, um, holding our hand through it, which is really, really cool. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a barbecue today for staff um, at the club before training so they can see the jersey and hear the story. So, yeah, there's just a, just a few. That's a good idea, actually, isn't it, that it's not just about um, education and support of the players, that it that it broadens out into the staff because I guess you can't always lead without that support base. Yeah, there's obviously, you know, uh, we're very fortunately supported by such an amazing administration staff at Richmond Footy Club, but we don't know all the ad- admin staff, you know, because they do a tireless amount of work behind the scenes, which we don't see. So be able to have a lunch and, and bring those groups of people together is, is pretty powerful. And, you know, you find so many times you have common ground with people you don't even know. So, yeah, it's really cool like that. Mm, I think the other great thing Richmond's done in the past uh, when Rana Hussain was at the the club, was yep. launched a wonderful diversity and inclusion policy plan, yeah, and have cl- really clear goals about what what the club wanted to achieve in the next few years, what your values are as a club, and I think having that written down, so those sort of three elements together, I think really change culture and uh, reinforce inclusion right throughout the club. Yeah, Rana was a superstar, and so is Rita Neem, um, who's sort of uh, in, the, in the same sort of job. Um, she's been unreal as well, Rita. So, yeah, got to give them a, a shout-out for sure. Yeah, great. Now, back to footy for a second. Uh, you, you're playing <laughs> Collingwood. <laughs> you're playing Collingwood. Yeah, and uh, they they obviously need a win to play finals this year. Is, is Richmond in the mood to spoil their party? <laughs> you bet we are. You bet we are. <laughs> we That's haven't uh, we haven't got a win over Collingwood. We've played them a couple of times and um, and lost both those games. So I really want to get uh, number one in our favour coming for this third game. So uh, yeah, definitely want to take down the pies on their home deck and uh, spoil their party. Wonderful. Well, all the best for the for the Tigers to spoil that party. It's all it's all inclusion off the field. As soon as you walk over that white line, the difference on. <laughs> it's different, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. And we'd love to get as many people as we can to Big Park on Sunday at three pm. So if you're free, come on down. If you can't make it, turn on the TV or radio. Um, it's going to be a, a blockbuster. Yeah. Well, we've got a, a big pride bus arriving with. Uh, Oh, 35 brilliant. people, so big big rainbow oh. bus. So um, oh, have, have, a, have a great uh, Pride game and uh, enjoy the last game of the season for you and all yep. the best for a little bit of fun in the off-season. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. I really appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your week. Okay. Right. Thanks, Beck. Thanks, Beck. See you later. Bye, Bye.
Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.